it under 100. Folks, welcome if you are new to this podcast, or welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. I'm your host, Dan Slater. Uh, my co-host is on the phone because apparently he can't stop working. AJ, what's going on? Just working, freezing the nuts off, doing well otherwise. Love to hear it. Also joining us again, Ryan Phillips, what's going on? Same old man, just uh, excited for the weekend, got some stuff planned, exciting stuff right, planned. We got, we got a lot to Basically. get to, so let's just jump right into uh, the state of the game. Uh, me and Ryan went to the range last week, a little Carl's Golfland action, and I really couldn't picture myself hitting it any worse, so it's really good that I have a fitting for new irons and wedges this Saturday. Did you want to schedule, did you fitting, schedule the fitting after you hit the irons bad? Yeah, sure or was did. This, was this predetermined? No, it was after. <laughs> just left the range. Just possibly couldn't get any worse. Yeah, couldn't get any worse. So let's just get new irons. Where so, you getting fitted at? At Carl's. Oh, nice. So we'll see how it goes. I don't bought irons randomly uh, without a fitting online the other day. I like it. Did you really? No, I didn't buy them. I thought about it though. Oh. Well, Ryan, you're going too, right? Sure am. Ryan is also getting fitted, so. We'll see how that goes. For no particular reason besides I just want new clubs. That's basically, I mean, I also need to be able to use all the clubs in my bag, but I really want new clubs too. <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, you really should get fitted. Yeah, when you ask him, just tell me you need like four irons. Ask him, yeah, can, can I get a discount? Me for the hybrid and the three wood, my wedges, please. <laughs> <laughs> just get all the hybrids. Go to like a 15 hybrid at some point. Uh, I'll get like an 11 wood with stupid days. There you go. All right, well, so before we jump into the just the insane week in golf and some other stuff, I had this is our uh, kind of a new segment, just random thoughts that we kind of stumble on through the week. This is actually from our podcast last week, if you didn't listen. We kind of stumbled on talking about fast food, and AJ mentioned that he doesn't really get French fries. Correct. So that, had me, so that had me thinking, though, what are the best fast food french fries so um i just put a top three list together and then i put just easily what is the worst fast food french fry on my list so i'll just start i'll just start with that burger king has the worst fast food french fries i would agree terrible or or old wendy's fries used to be the old wendy's fries were bad their new ones though are fire the new fries fries are fire Old Wendy's fries taste like a soggy paper bag. They taste like they've been sitting there for quite a while. They were yesterday's yeah. fries. I'm, I'm also trying to judge the place by when you get a good batch. So we're just taking I, the good batches? No, I think you have to measure that. Like, how who, often who, do you get a good batch? Who consistently gives you the good batch? Right. And then how good is the good batch? So I mean, I think McDonald's is the most consistent. Yeah, for sure. Product. I have McDonald's as my number three, but I agree their consistency is, is, always is top notch. Yeah, they're like Tony Fino in top tens. You know, just always just, there. Yeah. It's a it's a low it's a it's a high floor type deal. Correct. Uh, my other two though are just really high ceilings. We talked about this a little bit last week. My number two is Checkers. Yeah, Checkers I, Rally, whatever they call it. I think AJ's exact words were Checkers fries slap. They do. Yeah, I agree. That little seasoning on it's almost like they're spicy, but they're not. They kind of just tickle the taste buds. Yeah. Oh, you know what I didn't put on here that I actually love that are, might be the best? 
Five Guys, Cajun fries. You gotta ask for them well done though, because if not, they feel like they're undercooked. Hmm. I'm a big. So, I like crunchy fries. Five Guys isn't. I mean, it's it's like high end fast food, so I'm not sure if I would count Five Guys. Yeah, maybe that doesn't count. Well, easily, my number one is Chick Fil A waffle fries. See, the Phenomenal. problem with Chick Fil A is I feel like again they're not crunchy enough. Love waffle fries, but sometimes I get them, I feel like they've been sitting there for an hour. See, I, it's it's. Cons- Go ahead, AJ. Chick-fil-A's fries would never be sitting there for an hour. There's 19 million people there. If anything, mm. they're slightly undercooked. And they're happy. And they're so, happy. Okay, but happy they're, to they're give just it not crunchy. Me. I'm not saying they're sitting there for a while. They're just soft and flaccid. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever had bad Chick-fil-A fries. They are phenomenal. I like crunchy Chick-fil-A fries. Chick-fil-A is delicious. But the number one fry is Ar- the Arby fry. Oh, man. Ar- Arby's curly fries are phenomenal. How do, you, how do you guys feel about the Taco Bell nacho fries? Nacho fries were good. I don't know if I've ever had those. They were like an Arby fried, just not curly. Yeah, and you would dip them in cheese. It's more of a drunk thing. Yeah, I don't know if... I've never had them, so I can't can't judge. But I think that's easily the top five, though. Chick-fil-A, Checkers, McDonald's, Arby's. The new Wendy's is up there. Man. Wendy's has the best chicken sandwich. I'll tell you that much. Uh, No. Chick-fil-A, yeah. Actually, sorry. The spicy chicken from Popeye's is the best. I've never had the Popeye sandwich, so. Oh man, you're missing out. It's giant too. Anyway, we've 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 lingered on French fries for too long. Let's uh, let's move on. So, also coming out this week is the uh, this is yesterday, the Washington Football Team, no formerly known as the Washington Redskins, have now changed their name, and the official name is the Washington Commanders, and. I don't know how you guys feel, but of all the names that they threw out there, this was easily the worst one. Maybe Armada was also pretty terrible, yeah, but not, this Armada would have been sweet because like a bunch of ships as a as your uh, yeah, mascot. Commanders sucks. Commanders is bad, but like Armada sucks too. They could have been the they could have just replicated the replacements and been the Washington Sentinels. They could have done they could have done the Washington Red Hogs. The Washington Red Tails, which would be like the World War II planes, which is amazing. They could have stayed as the Washington yeah. football team and would have been better than Commanders. Joe Biden's their the mascot. Red, the Red Hogs would have gotten a lot of dick jokes. So they probably were, they probably that would like be, that. how good would that be? Plus, I didn't realize that Red Hogs was actually a... Commies. Yeah, the, the, Nick, short, shorten the name to the Commies, the Washington Commies. I will say though, I do like the uniforms. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the uniforms, sure. but it's a uh, it's pretty much the same color red. There's a little bit less yellow, and they added black to it. And the and the helmets are flat, like that flat red color. And then it's just a different version of the W. They're pretty sweet though. Like the home the home is all red. The away is red pants with white jerseys. And then they have an alternate jersey where the pants, helmet, and jersey are all black. Yeah, the black one's by far the best. I don't like the black one. I like I the red that. one. I hate the font on it. I haven't seen them yet. I really don't give a shit about the Washington football team. So yeah, I did hear they're probably gonna try and make a play for like Rogers or Russell Wilson though. Uh, I could see Russell Wilson there. Don't know if I could see Rogers there. Anyway, I I don't like the commander's name anyway. I think it's pretty stupid and it seems like a. Like an XFL team name or something. But yeah. any, anyway, also out of the NFL this week is uh, the retirement of the GOAT, Tom Brady. Calling it quits after 22 years. Adios, Tim Brady. Did uh, 
So I was just curious, you guys, did you have any like single lasting memory that's going to stick with you about Brady, or is it just too many? I mean, I, I'll never forget like the first Super Bowl, like where I was watching that, and kind of like I guess that's his you know entrance into being Tom Brady, like the tuck rule, like the tuck rule, and then the dri- driving him down the field in the snow to get the like field that, goal. That is always going to be a memory of that. I mean, I'm not, the, I'm not like a Tom Brady slappy like you, so I have like <laughs> his entire world mapped out in my brain. Hmm. But I mean, there's just there's a lot of good memories of Tom Brady. I'm sure that everyone has, but that'll be the first Super Bowl run. The uh, definitely that first Super Bowl run was cool, and the fact that the Tuck Roll was like two Michigan guys that actually played together. Yeah, that was always pretty cool, but. Um, I think the twenty-eight to three comeback against yeah. the Falcons is going to stick with me the most. Like, yeah, me too. I had money on the Falcons. That was sad. <laughs> like, Adrian remembers that very like, good. Like that fourth quarter. Like I don't know. As a fan of Brady, I don't know that I'll ever have that feeling replicated. Like yeah. as a fan, he almost did it again. Like it was like midway through the fourth quarter in that game, you almost knew that they were going to win. It wasn't. It was just really weird that a team that was getting beat in every facet just turned it around like that. It was crazy. Yeah, deal with the devil. Guy just doesn't. He almost had a rough week losing Brady and Jim Harbaugh. Thank God he's staying. I don't fire. I mean, I don't know if "thank God" is the right word. Do Michigan fans want to fire him right now or no? Not sure. I don't think so. I'm fine with him staying, but I mean. It, it seems more like the NFL didn't want him than he decided to stay. So he's—I mean—he's a good recruiter, and overall, he's a good coach. Most of the time, they win the games they should win. So I just can't keep track when to fire him and when not to. You guys are always changing your mind. I'm never changing my mind. <laughs> I'm fine if he stays. I'm fine if they decide to move on. I would have loved if they would have thrown a bunch of money at Matt Campbell and tried him to get to leave Iowa State. But anyway, uh, so. Just kind of to round that out, uh, just insane amount of stats out there about Brady. He's broken basically every record that there is. So I just pulled a couple of the most interesting ones. So when Brady won, when he won his this is from Field Yates on Twitter, when he won his first Super Bowl, which was in his second season, he was the youngest QB to ever start in the Super Bowl, and when he won his last Super Bowl. He was the oldest QB to ever win a Super Bowl. He, in his 20s, he had 147 passing touchdowns. In his 40s, he had 168 passing and touchdowns. he's only, what, 44? He's 44, yeah. He, um... He's a he, freaking nature. He yeah. essentially had three separate Hall of Fame careers, basically. And he can't be inducted to the Hall of Fame for another... I think 2027. It's five years after yeah, you retire. But, I mean, you'll, you can just put him in at the top of the ballot. So this is from Mike Greenberg on Twitter. The Dallas Cowboys came into existence in 1960. Tom Brady became the starter in 2001. To date, to date the Cowboys and Brady have each won the same number of postseason games, 35. Um, he was the first player to win an NFL championship in three different decades. First, and I think only, uh, first QB to start and win a Super Bowl for a team in both conferences, and a, the first player ever to win multiple titles after turning 40. 
Um, and then another thing on the playoff win, the other thing on the playoff wins, it gives just a list of career wins, including playoffs. Uh, Drew Brees has 181. Roethlisberger has 178. Aaron Rodgers has 150. There's a couple other people on that list. Brady has won 193 more games than he has lost. So he's 278 and 85 in his career, including the playoffs. Yeah, so he had 25 losses in the regular season. Right. So uh, let's see if I have one more here. Yeah, I think that was enough. But you yeah, done just throwing them off. I mean, I, I never for will. Now. I never will be. But for now, I think I'm good. Let's uh, let's move into last week at the Farmers Insurance, where Luke List wins in a playoff over Will Zalatoris. He technically beat Will Zalatoris' putter. I we got to talk about that. I think that's like the leading story of this of that tournament because I can't watch that guy putt. It gives it get like. I it wouldn't. Seems like you're putting. He puts like you. Oh boy, shots fired. What does that mean? I don't. What do you mean? I don't putt like that. You're not good. It's not that, like not well. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, my putting at least isn't ugly. I'd rather putt bad than putt as ugly as he does. It's weird. It's being, all relative, though. Like it, you could put him with any one of us, and he outputs us night and day. I don't think he does. So I read a stat: approach putting, which is how close your first putt is to the hole. Mm-hmm. He is 16th on tour, so his speed is unreal. He's good from long range, but part of that is because he doesn't have like he's his also line. like 11th inside of three feet. So he, there's he, a lot more than three foot putts, though. I in know, lag but you putting. just they happen to film he his fin- two worst putts. He was in the low 60s out of the 79 people that made the cut in strokes gained putting. Correct. He's bad at putting. He had an off week. I don't want to say it's no. He's bad. bad in general at putting. He he shot he a just, 65. That's the point. He shot a 65 and he missed seven birdie putts inside of 17 feet. But he's not an awful putter on tour. He's an awful putter on tour. He's He's just hitting it that good from tee to green. He's definitely not one of the worst putters on tour. He definitely is. He is in the low 200s in putting. He's not a good putter. To be fair, Dan hates Will Zalatoris. I don't hate Will Zalatoris. I think he's, right now, he is one of the best ball strikers on tour. He probably is the best ball striker, irons-wise. He's not, but he's close. Again. Last week he was. But his putting is just, it's bad relative to where he was playing. But, like, you've seen no. two of his two bad strokes. No. There's strokes. Every get, single stroke that he makes look inside of 10 feet is ugly. It doesn't shit. look good, but. He doesn't make a lot. There's strokes gained stats that back it up. There's not. Does. Do you have them? Not in front of me. I looked them up earlier. Yeah. He's <laughs> in the 200s in stroke gained putting on the season. And he's played a lot. I'll take him in a putting contest over you all day. What what, what what kind of argument is that? That he's not an awful putter. An awful putter compared to me is not compared to the PGA Tour where he is a bad putter. He had an off week. No, he has an off career. You don't, oh, you Jesus. Don't, you don't have a elbow, arm lock putter, and claw grip if you are not worried about your putting. Like, he's already to the – like, he's already – He's already pulled the last card out of his back pocket. Yeah. If he was like trying to cheat at a card game, he's already I'll pulled admit, the last card out of his pocket. It looks awful. I hate his putting. There's strike. no way back for him if he doesn't figure it out. How long has he been doing that? At least a year. He was doing it last year at the PGA. So as he came out, this is only his second year. So he's been like that So as long as he's been on D. I think when he came on tour, he had a short putter. Did he? 
I just think he's not as bad as a putter as those few putts made him seem. I mean, he's not a great putter. I would pull I up the, the putting stats right now if the PGA website wasn't dog shit. Oh, yeah. Well, we're working on them. So, in, in the meantime, so Luke List is also, by the way, in the 200s on the season in strokes king putting. What was he last week, though? I think it was third. No, no, he, yeah, he had a great week on the greens. But in general, I think Tory rewards great ball strikers because the fairways are pretty tight there, and it's obviously a long course. So the better you are at driving the ball, you're you're going to contend. People also don't tend to run away at Tory, so I think that gives us almost every time at Tory there's a great finish. So I'm trying to look up the stats for last year for Wills El Torres' putting. It says statistics for selected tour year are not available. Perfect. Everything is broken right now on the PGA website. Perfect. Well, I mean, we'll have to touch on this. I mean, he's he's a good enough ball striker where he's going to be there. It's going to be like, I think it'll be similar to Morikawa where if he has a decent putting week, he's going to be there or you just won't hear his name at all. Um, also up there, which is kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it, like horses for courses, I guess. Uh, Jason Day, Justin Rose, Mark Leishman, all like in the top 10. Day with a chance to win. His new swing looks really good. I do like it a lot. It doesn't seem as violent. Yeah, definitely. And his back is made of marshmallows. Yeah. (laughs) He did say he made a swing change like to help him not hurting his back. He also hasn't been relevant for what two or three years. Like, I mean, I feel like he's been hurt. How for long like did the swing change take? Yeah, I'd say five years. I think in 2017 he won like seven tournaments. Is that what it was? The 17? Well, 2015 yeah. was when he. That was Spieth. 2016 was when he won the PGA. And then he went on a massive tear where it was yeah. like every other. I think 16, won. 17 was when he had just a crazy strokes gained year. No, too. I'm glad to see him back. His, his swing looks really good. Every putt he hits looks like it's going in. He's a ridiculous putter. That's a, one guy who's like always used the same style of putter. He switched. And he's always, using an Odyssey now. But right, but he's not. So it's not the spider, but it's it looks almost yeah, exactly like balance. a spider. Like he's had the spider in his bag for yeah. probably what like ten years. He's got a, quite a mixed bag now. I noticed a Bridgestone ball. Yep. Uh, ping driver, Odyssey putter. I didn't see anything else, but went to a fade too. He used to be a big drawer of the golf ball. Now he hits a fade pretty much predominantly. Hits a fade. Still got decent distance, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ricky. Hate to to see it on your boy, Ricky. God, that that entire group on uh, Thursday was just bad. Yeah, we were talking about that last week. We were recording this when that was going on. Yeah, they were were all Ricky had the birdie go birdie par or something like that. He had the good round on the north course, right? On Thursday, yeah. 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 And then just or fell, Wednesday, because it was a day early. And then just fell apart on the south course. I mean, he still only missed, like, four greens the entire weekend, or the entire two days he played, and just ended up throwing up, like, three double bogeys or something ridiculous. <laughs> so that was another thing I heard on one of the uh, the No Laying Up podcasts, because there's one guy that has pronounced Ricky dead for years. It's just a bit that they do where if he doesn't think somebody's going to win ever again, he just declares him dead. And... uh he always makes fun of the fact that on the broadcast, they always say how Ricky is one of the best putters in the world. And right now, he's like in the 180, 190s on tour. So who's yeah, the no, I've met one of the best drivers in the world, and he can't putt anymore. Who? 
Reggie. Rick played yeah, fourth he, season in putting. Or not putting uh, did he switch to the fade, too? Off the tee? I feel like he always had a fade. Oh, I thought he was predominantly a draw. His swing was so flat. Yeah, but I think he had such a high finish. He almost chicken-winged it with the driver. But um, I would take him 10 times out of 10 over Zell Torres on the greens. Because of how it looks? Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. only reason? Yeah, exactly. Even the putts that go in for Zell Torres look terrible. It looks yeah, like he's I'm, lucking in I'm the not putts. arguing that his, put, his putting stroke looks good. Looks we're like we're going to bring this up again next week with stats to back up. Because right he's, he's not good. Um. I feel like we should talk about Tory Pines again a little bit since you guys doesn't were, show well. It doesn't doesn't show well. It, I still stand by that. It does not show well, and it's just the fact that it's so hard that it keeps the field together. So we always get good finishes. Plus the fact that the one hole that it's recognizable is that 18th hole. I love that pin location on Sunday. The the bottom left yeah. on the tier where if you spin it too much, it's right in the right water. Off. Yeah, it's a beautiful hole. Yeah, and they, wow. they, 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 everybody just concedes that basically if you don't hit the fairway, you have no chance to hit the green, which is good. But then you got that that bowl where if you can knock a little bit of spin off, you can get it tucked pretty close. Right, right. It's just, a, it's a, it's a fine line. So, we'll see. They'll, I mean, they'll get, it'll Tory's get. finishes are always top notch. It's always entertaining until the last puck goes in. Because if you hit the fairway, you always have that eagle opportunity. Yeah. And with that pin location, if you even with a good layup, you can almost hold it. Yeah, and then uh, Luke's Luke lists lie in, in the uh, playoff hole. Yeah, the fried egg right next to Al Torres that he didn't want to move. Yep, that, that was, was a thing of beauty. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Was that a little? Do we think that was gamesmanship? Or? Yeah, because he didn't want to give like Al Torres place it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lie. He was laying up anyway, so it's not like it wasn't buried or anything. That was still a great shot, though. Oh yeah. With a fried, I, thought, I thought he was going to have to go out dead sideways. With a fried egg like that to advance it enough to be able to get it up. I love the, uh, the official it. raking it because Al yeah. Torres didn't want to touch it, so he grabbed the rake and did it. That was that was great. Yeah. Good, good finish. You got anything else on Tori, AJ? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we, t- we covered a lot of Tori last week. Yeah, um, to get back into it and how you hate the course, so doesn't just doesn't show well. I don't hate the course; it's just not that interesting on TV. The yeah. the golf ends up being interesting on account of the fact that the course is just hard. But it just I don't know. The, it, it's it's annoying to me that the 18th hole is parallel to the ocean, but you can't see the ocean at all. It's just yeah, weird. They don't it just bring seems the like a, play it's just a big there. thing of real estate where, and I'm sure there's like zoning issues, and they couldn't get it closer to the ocean. It just seems like such a wasted opportunity to have a golf course on the ocean and not see the ocean at all. But anyway, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about that this week. Back, back, back to Pebble this week in the AT&T uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am that has already teed off. Yeah, um, almost, almost concluded for the day. The are they place. Are they done already? Oh yeah, there's, a, there's only a couple guys out there left. Interesting. So I, I got my picks out there late, but I did not look at the leaderboard. So let's give a quick rundown. So we got Tom Hoagie. Hoagie. Yeah, Hoagie. Do we know where? Power. Do we know where Hoagie played though? I have no. Because they because they play three different courses, right? And then they finish yeah. at, finish at Pebble. So everybody plays two rounds at Pebble, and then they play Monterey Peninsula and uh, what's the other one? 
Spyglass. Spyglass, yeah. We got Cantley up there at six under. Little Doc Redman. Yeah, Pebble Beach today. Little Doc Redman. Nate Lashley. In this tournament, isn't Pebble the easiest out of the three of them? I feel like that, I feel like that's correct. Um, Jason Day four under. He's T twelve. Kevin Streelman four under. Um, what else we got? Maddie Fitz three under. Scott Brown. Mav McNeely. Mav Mc, Kevin Kisner two under. Mav McNeely two under. Some pretty popular picks coming into the week. Perez. Jordan Spieth is two under through seventeen. Yeah, okay, there's still a few guys. Joel Damon, Lonto Griffin, one under. Seen anybody really blew up. Justin Rose, one under. Ugh. Old-ass Peter Jacobson shoots 81. Good for him. Oh, good for me. One of my picks, Cameron Tringali, plus six. Three strokes out of dead last. That's cool. Uh, nothing else too interesting. Um, so one of the stats that I saw this coming into this week is from Justin Ray on Twitter. Only players with top 20s in the last six AT&T Pro-Ams, Jason Day and Kevin Streelman, both with good first rounds. So that's as expected, if you will. This might be the year of Jason Day's return. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate to see it. Um, pretty, I mean, iron play is always huge at Pebble just because the greens are so small. So there's a few guys that, like Jason Day and Streelman, obviously good iron players, so you expect to see them in there. People like Spieth, people like Rose, you expect to see them up there. But what what do you guys think about the Pro-Am format? Like, do you give a shit about it? or In this tournament, I'm more interested in the amateurs. They could kill someone out there. One foul ball, someone's dead. I wish they showed a little... I wish there was two separate coverage. One for, like, if you want to watch just the pros, and one if you just want to watch the amateurs. Because it's fun seeing... So the, it's for, fun seeing that on TV. For me, the problem comes down to like the production value. Like, I feel like they show too much of the amateurs, but they need to pick and choose. Like, yeah, I don't need to see Aaron Rodgers hit a fifteen foot putt. I don't give a shit. I either want to see someone, you know, this guy hits a three wood from two seventy and like sticks it to a foot, or, just or I want to see a dead shank and him almost kill yeah, someone. See? That's all I want to see from the amateurs. Or Bill Murray. They could yeah. just follow Bill Murray around. But other than that, I don't need to see them dissecting Bill Belichick's swing. No, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. No, I don't, I don't want that either. About it, I like the American Century better. And yeah, and, where they and have like, all, they have. Well, that's, that's all celebrities, all celebrities yeah. isn't it? I know. If I'm going to watch amateurs and, and do like, a, I'd rather watch that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. they have the they have the team aspect to this too, where the pro and the. <laughs> Amateur have a combined. That's score. only three days, though, right? I think so. Yeah. So today wasn't yeah. was today amateurs out there or no? Or is yeah, that, is, yeah. Someone that so. finishes Saturday, I think so. Okay. Yeah, so I think the the, the lead between the two scores is uh, is minus ten right now. It's not bad. So Streelman and Fitzgerald and uh, Coles and Ashford. Fitzgerald is a pretty low handicap to begin with, though, isn't he? Matt Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald Jr. Oh. Oh, Larry, yeah, you're talking about Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. gotcha. Um, yeah. Well, I'll give my actual picks out when we get to the, the last segment here, but um, I don't know. hopefully we get some fireworks. There's a lot of players that are out, so maybe that, that's just kind of a easy transition for us into the the DP World Tour slash you know the Saudi event that's going on this week. So 
before we get to this week, last week, Victor Hovland got a win on the DP World Tour. Uh, his last five starts are win, win, T30, T4, win. Guy is... Still hasn't won on American soil, though. Still hasn't won on American soil, but he is on a heater worldwide, if you will. Was it as much as he won, or did Rory lose? Just a flat-out slice by Rory on 18, hitting... Well, plus his tee shot on 17. He puts it in a bush. Yeah. Hits a a provisional perfectly. Finds it in the bush and hacks it out. He still makes a great par. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the slice three wood on eighteen was. That was I still, it. I still, we still need to see Hovland do it. One, he's got to do it on American soil on the PGA Tour, and two, we need to see him show up in a major. Yeah, or just a, a big field, big field event. Yeah, but I mean the definitely ball striking, the guy is definitely, you know, got really all around besides chipping. Yeah, that's true. He is a decent putter. Does he have a long putter? No. They asked him about how bad his chipping was. And he's like, well, I still won. (laughs) (laughs) He's like um, if Rory smoked just a whole bunch of weed. That's basically Victor Victor Hovland. You can't even tell if the eyes are open sometimes. Yeah. I didn't watch much of the the DP World Tour event, but I saw the kind of the ending there. Yeah, I watched the last few holes, and uh, Bland made that birdie putt on 18 to tie Hovland to at least force a playoff. Yeah. He finishes his round, he goes to the range and just stays loose. Hovland's nowhere in sight. Rory's on 18 green, and Hovland's still not even on the range to, to warm back up. I'm pretty sure he just went right to the I mean, the guy's like, what, 24 years old? He, he probably doesn't need to warm yeah, that's up. That's true. He could probably just walk right out there. Yeah, he's just hitting his bong. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of uh, naturally transitions us into this week where they're playing the. Uh, the blood money Saudi event over there, and there's a whole bunch of people. Oil money Saudi event, not blood money. Oh, sorry, my mistake. Um, just a lot of reports coming out of there this week. You, you got them asking, you know, all the players about the Saudi Super League or whatever, and if they're going to join it. Have they had offers? You know, all those questions are coming out. So we just a ton of content coming out this week starting with uh, this Telegraph Sport article that says that they have offered Ian Poulter $22 million to ditch the Ryder Cup and join the Rebel Golf Tour. Not Rebel, sorry, Rebel Golf Tour. Saudi Super League. Um, and then they asked DJ specifically about Poulter. And DJ said... So they asked him, have you had a similar offer, or is that something you're keeping under your hat? And DJ's quote was, I can't speak for Ian. Yeah, I'm sure they... Well, yeah, obviously, whether they have or haven't, I'm not allowed to disclose. You'd have to ask Ian on that one. And then they followed up with, but do you have a similar offer? And he said, no, not similar. And then there's some laughter. And then he says, it's just not similar. Which which means he didn't get twenty two million offered. He probably got like fifty. He got twenty two a year. Yeah, who knows? Once like the report came out that Bryson's being offered one hundred thirty five million, but he like commented saying it wasn't true. But also like, what are the terms of this deal? It's it's for like everyone. Is it yearly? Is it going to be time there for three years? Yeah, what I've heard is you're basically signing like a three year deal to play in all of their tournaments. And it's just appearance fees. That's not. 
Yeah, winning that, it. that's not prize money. That's actually winning money. Um, so yeah, there was that article from Golf Monthly that said Bryson has been offered, you know, a truckload to be the face of of this song. I did like his comment. Someone uh, someone posted the article and comment or uh, Bryson just commented wrong. That's yeah. all he yeah. said. I don't think. I, mean, that, I don't think Bryson would do that to risk being banned from the PGA. He, he's too. I, I think he absolutely would. What do you mean? This guy has clubs named after Augusta holes. He's, he wants to win majors. Yeah. And stuff. He, he, he does, but you do you know how much money one hundred thirty-five million dollars is? I think it was one hundred million, one hundred thirty-five million pounds. It's one hundred thirty-five million dollars, a hundred pounds. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. 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 So I mean, but this is he's going to make. Yeah. More than just he's too young. He's not. He's not going to make them. I mean, he'd have to have a lot of good career, a lot of good years to win that much in prize money. That's also more than Tiger won on tour his entire career. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Golfer, I mean, golfers of his status don't care about prize money with all the endorsement money. They yeah. Make. You would think. I don't think he'll do it. I think you can. I think you can mark it down now. I think Bryson, Phil, and Kokrak are gone. Phil, I can see because he's Bryson is not leaving the PGA. I'll make that bet. You're, you already owe me. You already owe me a round of golf at Shepherd's Hollow. So why don't we just double or nothing that Bryson's gone? No, we'll do. Uh, Shepherd's Hollow's already done. We're definitely We'll get to that one. We'll do that round. Okay. We'll do. Uh, we'll do a round at uh, Forest Dunes of the Loop. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> um. Well, and there there might be some legalities that we have to discuss because there's still the remaining question of if someone does join the Saudi Golf League, are the, is the PGA Tour going to legally be able to ban them from the PGA Tour? There yeah, still haven't been any announcements. It's not, public, it's, not like, it's not like it's fucking like a, a public park and they're banning him from like indecent exposures during day. Like they, they cannot allow him to play on tour. I know, I agree. And I think the domino that's going to kind of determine all of this is what when the majors come out and... If Basically. the majors say you're 86, he's definitely not going. If he's still yeah. on the plane in majors, then maybe there's a chance. I think that's the one key that could stop these. I think someone like Kokrak is still gone. Kokrak, who's like a middle-of-the-road guy, who if they it's offer him... No, I'm just saying. Someone in the middle of the road who, like, if $30 million is more than he's going to make in another 10 years on tour, then he's going to go. I also heard that they're, they were talking about doing it during the offseason, like a, like a mini sprint cup. So after the, the tour championship... Yeah, but I thought they said it was going to be 18 events. You can't I mean, do 18 not, events in the offseason. I heard this a negotiates with the Saudi oil That's That's never going to happen. It's like the NFL and the USFL. I think that was the PGL, the other one that oh, was, yeah, that okay, was yeah, on... Yeah. Yep. yeah, I think that was the one that was going to try and negotiate with and the PGA like, Tour. This one is exactly the opposite. I think it's going to crash and burn. I hope so. With how much money they're they're shelling out, well, we we still don't. None of it. None of this is still confirmed yet. So we don't need like this. Could just be all talk that they're throwing around this much money. If they're offering twenty players a hundred million dollars, where's where are they getting their money back? Or is this just to show they have this much money? They have. I think that's all it is. People that that start this, like I'm pretty sure, similar people bought Newcastle, the uh, Premier League team. And they spent $122 million in one transfer year, which is more than the previous 13 years the previous ownership had. Like, they don't care. Yeah. Money is not an issue for this league. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get the names they want, though. I love how many people are throwing out grow the game when that's just a... It's like a white flag. It's yeah. like, just say this word a lot, and then you don't have to explain yeah. anything. 
like it, it's all it's a sliding scale, right? Like someone like Phil, who's made how much? I mean, how much money do you think Phil's made in his career? It's close to a billion, almost as much as he's gambled. Oh, right, exactly. Until <laughs> so, like, for him to make the jump for money is just so weird to me. So he had a crazy quote that came out. So this is just a piece of it, but there are many issues, but that one is the biggest. For me personally, it's not enough that they're sitting on hundreds of millions of digital moments. They also have access to my shots, access that I do not have. They also charge companies to use shots that I have hit. And when I did the match, there have been five of them. The tour forced me to pay $1 million each for my own media rights. That type of greed to me is beyond obnoxious. Which is funny because so they on Instagram they had that um, that article and Brooks Kepka commented on the article on Instagram and said, don't know if I'd be using the word greedy if I'm Phil. I was like, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> and that, I mean, that's, that, that is kind of funny. I mean, they just paid Phil $8 million in pit money and he's talking about the tour being greedy. And maybe the tour is. I don't know. I mean, I feel like these guys make... I don't think I heard it. 100%, like, every league is making more money than they could be paying out and being very... Yeah, and the tour also does, like, so much... They pay so much money in charity. And the tour is not hurting for money. But, like, they do so much more than the NFL or any of these other leagues as far as charity work goes. And I, I, I just don't know what Phil's point is. Like, does he just want... Does he just want to be paid for being Phil Nicholson? Like, I have no problem with most of the money on tour being related to performance. Like, you win a tournament, you get paid a shitload of money. Not only that, but you get all your world ranking points jump up. You get into more events. You get into events like the Hero or the WGC where all the prize money is jacked up and there's no cuts. Like, you get access to everything. Yeah. It's like every year the the prize money goes up. Yeah. Like I think the players was the purse was. I think like last year it was over twenty million. Oh really? It was the first one to go over twenty million last year. I so mean, it's in like five years these things would be hundred million dollar payouts probably something ridiculous in some of these. Yeah, I I just don't know what Phil's end game is. I, it seems to me like he's going, he's, he's going after the pip again. He, he is, but I. F- but he's not going to get it if he's on the Saudi golf league. Hey, maybe he doesn't intend on going. Just stirring the pot. I don't know, man. It just seems like he's trying to like back his way into like reasoning this, yeah. As opposed like to just like saying, force his hand. Yeah, almost like he's just saying they're just going to pay me a shitload of money yeah. and I'm going to go. Yeah, type a little louder, AJ. That's cool. I'm sorry. I told you I was working. That uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I had on the on the Saudi stuff. I don't think it'll take off. I don't really care who wins the Saudi event this week. It's a good <laughs> field, but I don't really care. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you two to the uh, the time to lose some money on your own, so I can finish this work call I have to take now. Okay, well, you uh, why don't you uh, go to hell and you know keep it under a hundred. I will. I'll see you this weekend. Later, man. See ya. Okay, so let's get into our last segment here. I had some plays last week with the NFL. I went uh, two and one, so the Rams won by three, not three and a half. So I lost that one. Hit my du- It's too bad AJ went off because he hated my dip, where I dipped the Rams over and under. 
and took the middle. Did you just... I went three-way dip. Oh, Jesus. So hit that. And then obviously hit on the Bengals' big win. So I went 2-1, and 39-36 on the year. We will obviously have a ton of Super Bowl plays to come. Uh, we're going to meet... Uh, we're going to do a pod next week, which all Super Bowl-related. Just an entire parlay segment. Yep. We got, uh, we got Bengals, Rams in the Super Bowl. We already know what uniforms they're wearing, all that shit. Uh, crazy to me, though, we had 54 years of the Super Bowl without a team playing a home game. And now, we've hit, now we're going to have two in the a row. The last two. Which is crazy. And then I saw, um, this is always interesting to see what pops up every year, but Darren Ravel tweeted that uh, someone has already paid $92,912 for two seats on Jesus. the Rams sideline for the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they, there was a, someone posted on Twitter like an overview of like ticket prices and how just unattainable it is for your normal fans. Like normal. the cheapest seats like right. five $5,000. Yeah, you have to like know someone who can get you in yeah, a box or just get vendor tickets, whatever. I get it, but yeah, they said this is going to be like the highest uh, gross for a stadium. Be like almost half a billion. What's well, LA, man? So you got celebrities who are just gonna be like five grand, whatever. Yeah. I'll go. Well, I mean, I don't even know if you could see the game for five grand. I don't even know if yeah. you have a seat up there. Who knows? All right. Well, I mean, I don't obviously know NFL plays this week. I usually only bet football, so let's just get right into the golf picks. I I put mine out on Twitter. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at one hundred underscore keep it under. Um. I put out there Adam Hadwin to win plus 4,000 and Maddie Fitz um, plus 3,300. So let's give them a look. See. You do like to lose money, huh? Hey, Fitz had a good round. <laughs> of course, it's too long. Speed birdied the last, by the way, so he shot three under. I'll take that. I don't know where he started today, though. Oh, yeah, I'll say. I hope he birdied 18 at Pebble. That's true. Where is. I don't see Fitzpatrick. That's worrisome. Let's see. Oh boy, he's three under at Pebble. Which oh, there he is. He's right next to Spieth. Yeah, Spieth was at Monterey, which I believe uh, that might be the second. I think Spyglass the hardest. Yeah. So he's T thirty right now. I'll take that. Where's Where's Adam Hadwin? Look for that Canadian flag. I'm just gonna start scrolling to the bottom. Oh boy. Yep. There he is. Tied for eighty six. Even par. Hopefully he played the hardest course. How'd he finish? Dead last. Had a good day, though. No, t- speaking of dead last, not two two other of my plays were top tens for Cameron Tringali, plus 225. He's plus six and tied for 151. He's got the field right where he wants him. 151st. And then a top ten for the hot Jason Day, who was plus 200 for a top ten. And right now he is T13 at four under. Where'd he play? And then... I've had two top 20 bets. Uh, Kevin Kistner, who is just a guy, you know, fit for iron play on a course like this. He shot two under. And then Lanto Griffin, also for a top 20. He also shot two under. He was plus one to 75, and Kistner was uh, uh, plus 180. So, it's pretty much all I had. Did you have anything you liked this week, or uh, I just put money on Cantley and Berger both to place top 20. Berger withdrew. Did he? So that bet's irrelevant. So that's uh, negated, so you get that back. He withdrew, I think, with a wrist injury. And then I also saw... I know his back's been bothered. Zell Torres. He tested positive he for COVID. He had COVID. 
I think it was his, his putter. putter. Yeah, his putter. His putter had it first. It went in through the putter. Uh, since AJ is not here, I think I'll do. Uh, I think I'll throw out a nice dip of the week. I love. It's not even really a dip. It's more of a condiment. Whole grain mustard. Mm. I'll dip anything in whole grain mustard. <laughs> Literally anything. Anyway, well, uh, we will. Like we said, we have a fitting coming this weekend. Looking forward to that big time. So we'll keep everybody posted on how that goes. And uh, If I'm not shooting even par at the end of this, this is just a waste. You better get ready for it. Because, <laughs> uh, what did I, I saw something on Twitter today. It was, uh, it was $1,500 clubs can't fix a $1 swing. <laughs> so I don't like to hear that. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, everybody out there, you know, don't hurt your back shoveling. Don't want to affect your golf game. So be careful out there. And as always, keep it under 100. When you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links. When you take out a club and you about to hit a swing. What you gonna do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under, keep it under, under 100. 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 We keep it under 100.